Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. Let's just take a moment and settle back and remind ourselves that God's love for us is unconditional and that whatever circumstances we're experiencing today were created by him for his purposes. We have a tendency to react to our circumstances as if they are our reality, when really they are just part of the training opportunities that God has created for us. We're here on this earth for a short period of time. And God has something he wants to accomplish in us. In large terms, what he wants to accomplish in us is to bring us into oneness, spirit, soul, and body. Reunite our soul with our spirit and then our body as well. Now, frankly, that has not happened very often. But Jesus was the example. This is what it looks like. He said, when you look at me, you see the Father. I and my Father are one. Well, that's what we're shooting for. The problem is that we continue to try to do things ourselves, try to change our soul, conform our own soul to his likeness and image, when God himself is the only one who can do that through our spirit. Part of our challenge is, again, our soul doesn't want to give up power. Our soul wants to continue to control everything, God, our circumstances, ourselves. And yet God won't allow that. Our spirit, your spirit, has said no to your soul. Your soul has specific duties that God created it to perform. And your spirit has specific duties that God imbued into you as an individual to perform. Your soul keeps trying to do the spirit's job. And part of our process here is for our soul to return to the way God originally created its formation in each one of us and then to receive that life, which is the purpose of your spirit, to give you what and who God is, eternal life and love. 
excuse me. So that's what we're here for in broad terms. Each one of us is on a different path to get there. And that's fine. That's what we want. We are not to conform to one another. We are to conform to Christ, to God himself. And sometimes we share paths with others, and sometimes we're on a solo trip. Neither is a marker or an indication that we're on the wrong path. But that's all it is, is a path. It doesn't mean anything. It's this is your way. Walk in it. And God is faithful and reliable and trustworthy to lead us and guide us and direct us. Not our soul. We are going to be fooled by our soul because our our goals are different. As a spirit being, your goals are different than your soul's goal. Again, your soul wants to maintain and sometimes increase control. Your spirit's saying, no, that's my job. So this is where we're double-minded. That, that phrase, it's not so much about the mind, it's about goals and purposes. And who defines truth? Who defines life? Who defines God? Now, God has all the answers, and those answers are all in your spirit, which is connected to God. But a lot of times, and this is part of our our challenge, is we want to know the answers before we step into things, before we try things. We want to know what it's going to be like. We want to know how we're going to react. We're going to, we want to know how it's going to feel like, what it's going to taste like, what it's going to look like. And most of the time, God wants us to experience first. Taste and see. Try it and see what happens. And I think part of the reason he does that is because it does defy control of our soul. When we just say, Lord, I'm willing to do and experience whatever you want me to, we're kind of shortchanging our soul and saying, don't listen to the fear or the desire for more knowledge or more control. Just, Lord, do whatever you want. I'm I'm open for it. I'm all on board with whatever it is you're doing. <clears throat> and when we do that, he takes us up on it much more to our awareness. Now remember, he's always working in you. He's always redeeming your time. But he wants us to be yoked with him, working with him. 
aware of what he's doing in our lives. Now, don't rely on your own ability or your own strength to change your soul, your, your mind, your actions, or your feelings. Changing your soul, healing it, changing doctrines, restoring that connection to your spirit, that's God's job. We all have a tendency to make complex what God has made simple. Which is one of the things we're always trying to emphasize is the simplicity of just making ourselves available to God. You want to you want to have greater power and authority as a spirit being here on this earth, spend more time with God. If you want to learn more about what's going on in the supernatural and the spiritual and the natural realms that you're not perceiving now, spend more time with God. If you want to experience greater healing, if you want to know truth, if you want to know God, if you want to have assurance of his love for you, spend more time with God. And part of that process, the number one key is learning to hear his voice. It's not about what ministry you can do, what purpose you can fulfill. Your purpose is to know God. Don't worry about your doctrine. If your doctrine is off, he will fix it. Most of the time, doctrines don't affect our relationship with God. And most of us have impure doctrine. We don't have all we need to know by experience in order to even create a doctrine. We've inherited beliefs. We've we've come up with things our own that explain what we think God's nature should be, and then we try to fit our experience into our own beliefs. This is where when we start looking into embracing what's going on in the supernatural and having our senses sharpened and opened and attuned, we're faced with a lot of questions and sometimes real fear and hesitation and sometimes it brings up all kinds of interesting and surprising reactions like hatred and anxiety and, again, anger. You just never know because this is an area where the soul, again, feels it should be able to control our perception. And we're saying, no, we're going to rely on God. And through our perception of what goes on in the supernatural realm, this is where, and, and we're going to use the term enemies, but they're really not our enemies because they are part of God's purpose. 
We don't say the right hand of God is our friend and the left hand of God is our enemy. We need them both to shape us and mold us to join our soul to our spirit. We need light and dark. We need bitter and sweet. We need whatever God wants to give us. Rain and sun. We need whatever he chooses. He knows exactly what we need. Then we get back to, does he love us? Can we trust him? So we look at some of our beliefs about the supernatural realm, and a lot of them are nothing more than that, somebody's beliefs. And they've written them down, and they're teaching them. Now, I don't know of anybody who has experienced enough of the supernatural realm in terms of their soul being joined to their spirit that they can really describe, based on their experience, how the supernatural realm works. Now, some of these are these teachings and, and what other people, books and conferences and that kind of thing, some of what these have learned may be interesting and helpful. But their teachings and insights need to be scrutinized. Why? Because our goals are different. We're not looking to defeat the enemy to please God or to win souls or for rewards in heaven. But we are learning whatever God wants us to learn about the supernatural realm because it is part of our training as sons. His sons. Spirit. Since we already please God right now, since we are already expressing his life, and since we are already experiencing eternal life now, we approach what's going on, what we're learning, from a position of having God's full acceptance. He's not, he doesn't have a score sheet giving you A's and B's and C's or 10's or 9.5 and 8.2. No. You're in training. You're simply learning how to live as a spirit being. In him we live and move and have our being. How do we get there? We cooperate with him. We spend more time. We learn to hear his voice in whatever way he chooses. If the emphasis is on our being able to do something a certain way or using the right words, follow a certain formula, the success of any encounter we have in the supernatural realm will rely on our own strength, our own memory, and our own ability to apply what others have taught. In other words, 
how somebody else thinks we should do it. And that's strength of their soul plus the strength of our soul. Now, don't get me wrong. God wants you to have a strong soul. And the more your soul, your mind and will and emotions are rejoined, reunited with your spirit, the stronger your soul will be. But that strength will be the life of God and not solical life. And as you start experiencing some of these supernatural and spiritual aspects of God, even just experiencing a taste of his true love for you. It is through experience that we start to distinguish and differentiate between our own concepts of love and acceptance and being valued and appreciated, the things that God has created in us that we need, God-given needs, that our soul tries to meet compared to what truly meets those needs from spirit. It's by experience that we see the difference. It's like trying to compare flying in an airplane with driving. If you've never flown in an airplane, it's really hard to describe the difference. You can know about how a plane works. You can know what the seats look like. You can know what the experience is. And and likewise in a car, if you've never driven in a car, you can watch YouTube videos. You can learn all about driving. But until you actually experience driving in a car and driving in and flying in an airplane, you're description is going to be inadequate and inaccurate and even deceptive. So we want to make ourselves available to God to be changed in whatever way he chooses. And one of the ways he gets us to learn dependence on him and to release our soul to be reunited with our spirit is to take us out of our comfort zone where we live so much in the natural and encourages us and he draws us into the supernatural realm. And we aren't really even talking yet about our perception of what's already going on in the spiritual realm, which is a whole other thing. And sometimes God does that. Sometimes he skips the supernatural realm and starts training us about what's going on in the spirit. That's a total possibility, too. And however he wants to do it, that's his total prerogative. But we want to want what God wants for us. We want to make the most of our time here on this earth. And we want to value what circumstances he's created for each one of us. So rather than our success of learning about the supernatural being based on how well we can follow someone else's formula or even our own formula, we simply 
experience whatever it is we're experiencing. We take it seriously. We take notes. We ask the Lord, what am I supposed to be getting out of this, Lord? What does this mean? I have questions about this. I don't understand what this was going on. Now, and he may put books and draw you to conferences and give you whatever teaching is necessary or he chooses to teach you to fill in those blanks, to answer those questions. But that's coming from him. And there's going to be times when he puts, he may put a book in your hands about, and you're asking him a question, and the answer to that question is on page 69. You don't need to finish reading the book. God knows what each one of us needs because he created that need. He created us. So for us, our success in any encounter will be determined on whether we depended on the Lord for instruction, for strength, for the power and authority on a personal level in that particular situation. So it's not about overcoming the devil or harnessing the heavenly power and authority. It's about our relationship with God, cooperating with him as he makes the changes in us. Now we can rest assured that the more we focus in a state of rest, in a state of calm, the more He is able to set us and others free. Now, he sets others free by example. So many, even Christians, don't know that their soul is in bondage. And when that another person's soul that's in bondage comes up and is next to your soul which has started the track of becoming free, becoming free will, becoming free emotions, becoming free mind, that soul starts to hunger for God. Even without our knowledge, even without our involvement, even without a word being said, Because in God's timing, every soul wants to be free and healed and reunited to spirit, to God. This is how we can make evangelism real, real easy. You simply ask the person, if God is real, and if God was a loving God and loved you and had all your answers, to all your questions and wanted nothing for you, nothing but the best for you, would you be open to a relationship with him? Most people are going to say yes. And that's all it takes. Is that soul saying, okay, God, if there is a God, I'm open. 
Isn't that so much easier than trying to explain how sin started this whole thing, which that's a whole nother, again, we, we get drawn into these doctrinal discussions when all people really want is freedom. They, they're so locked into the, their own constraints, their, their own misconceptions and misper, misperceptions about who God is, about who they are. They want rest, they want love, they want peace. And that's what God offers. Not us. We don't offer it out of our out of our soul. We're not we're not here for our soul to answer or fill other people's needs. God may use your spirit through your spirit, through your soul, through your body to meet others' needs. But that's part of your training. We've talked about passing the salt. Sitting at dinner with God it says, pass the salt. You pass the salt. You don't think of that as deep ministry. Oh, I finally, you know, am an anointed son of God. I passed the salt. It says, no, you pass the salt. You pass it, pass in the salt. It says, heal that person. You go heal that person. You raise the dead. You go raise the dead. Oh, he needs pepper. Pass the pepper. It's all the same. Because it's about your relationship with God. We rejoice when we pass the salt. We rejoice when someone is healed. We rejoice when someone is raised from the dead. We rejoice with those we sit at the table with. But there's that simplicity of being at the table with God. And simply following and being and doing what he is engaged in. We can trust him. We learn to trust him through experience. That experience partly, you know, comes from spending time with him. And the more time we spend with him, the more he puts his finger on other things that we need to let go of so we can spend more time with him. So the Lord will put in your path the books, the people, the tapes, the conferences that will provide you with the opportunity opportunity to learn what the Lord wants you to learn. We come back to the simplicity of, you know, as these things come across your desk or in front of you on the computer screen or even somebody hands you a book, what do you do with it? You ask the Lord, is this from you? And what do you want me to learn from this? Is this for me now? God himself is your teacher, your guide, your coach, your instructor, your mentor, your captain, your tutor. And he has every training manual you need to accomplish his purpose for you now. And as we experience the supernatural realm, we understand that both the angels and the demons and any other creatures that might be there, we might encounter, they've all been left on this earth in the supernatural realm and the natural realm as part of our lessons, as part of our training. 
for you and I to test and experience what we're learning to prove that what the Lord is teaching you works. And through that, we learn about his character, his nature, which is our character and our new nature. Now, the supernatural realm, we hopefully all understand, it's always around you. There are always angels and demons around you. Just like there's always bacteria in, around you that can sometimes cause you to get sick, but mostly if you just take care of yourself, you won't get sick, even though it's around you. There's pollutants in the air, but you also need the air to breathe in for your body to survive. So there's a balance, but that's what's going on in the natural, the same as going on in the supernatural. Your soul has perceptions, senses to perceive what's going on in the supernatural realm. They have become dormant or latent. They're still there. They're ready to be activated. And that's what we want to do. We want to reactivate the abilities in your soul to perceive and interact with the supernatural realm. Just as a reminder, as a spirit being, if you've been born again, you have power and authority in and over the supernatural realm. So there's nothing for you to be overwhelmingly afraid of. God can't, you can't lose your way. You can't be deceived. Now, in a sense, we're all deceived a little bit because we, we, there's things that we believe that just aren't true. But God is leading and guiding us. We, have, we can have that confidence that he loves us and he's not out there just to trip us up. So we will pick it up here at the same time next week Until then, thanks for tuning in. This has been Diane Thomas of Rainers Radio. Have a great night. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.